episode five of Speaking Goodly, because we, we still speak good. Uh, not as good as some racist 14-year-olds, but hey, we speak better. A little bit. Uh, just a little bit. So, initial impression from the leaked Discord calls from Lieutenant Corbis, at the very least. I want to hear what your impression was on that. Discord calls? What? I didn't hear about Discord calls. I remember the deep, the the Discord messages. The the messages, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the, the, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, Speaking deadly, we're doing good. Um, I still don't know. I still don't know how I feel about it. She's she said before that she was exaggerating. Um, but I don't I don't know. I I don't really know how to read her. Um, because she's very young. She, I mean, if you look at her background and the content she was making, she clearly knows how to troll somebody or a group of people, for example. Um, so, yeah, I just, I really don't know what to make of it. She's said multiple times that it's her exaggerating kind of as a joke because she was frustrated, but that kind of doesn't, that kind of means it wasn't a joke because she was frustrated. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not a good look for any person. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. But kind of my question to you in this context, because I had this argument with my girlfriend, was like, were these if these things were said in private, would they be as damning? Um. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, I think I think kind of because I mean, but the problem is like, the problem with the idea of it being in private would be. If it was in private, how did it get out? You know what I mean? Um, because it's still if it if it was said in private, with the same reasoning, the same logic, then it's still a problem, I think. But if she's not serious and doesn't actually think we should kill all these people or whatever, then then it's just a joke. I mean, it's still a little over the line, probably. At least a little over the line, <laughs> but just, uh, just a while. Yeah, because um, I can't remember exactly what she, I know. She said stuff about killing all of a group of people and things like that. So I know it's way, it was, way over the line. At least a couple times. I can't remember the context of everything uh, that was said and in what order, though. I mean, I don't think there's anyone who would really disagree and or need an order or specification. Some racist shit was said. Yeah, like terrible stuff was definitely mm-hmm. said. But my the reason the only reason that I bring that beginning part up is just because we're all stupid when we're young. We all say stupid things, and I don't think it's necessarily unfair that somebody says stupid things should be allowed to say stupid things in private. Mm-hmm. I don't think she believes that for real. Because even in the video, she said it is as your tender, tender sensibilities <laughs> too sens- uh, sensitive for a fourteen year old girl, something like that. And I'm like. Yeah, but, like, you do realize that being blatant about it just never is going to come off as good, regardless of what your your actual opinions or stances are. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I did want to, I was, we were talking about before, that I did want to bring up, um, kind of, you can't get a read on her. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've got that like level of disagreeing and agreeing where I'm like, yes, she's a really good troll. But 
I'm like, I'm sitting there every day thinking to myself, this girl is too smart for the people that are around her. And when you, when you have the ability to construct a video, you get to tell a story, you get to drive a narrative. So when you see these like live streams, they're not as cohesive as a video because you have somebody who's able to think of a bigger picture than just somebody who's like, I've got an hour to go back and forth with somebody else who's contesting my ideas. Let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. So like those debates that you were mentioning, which I, I haven't seen yet, so people know, um, you were saying that they just weren't good, just straight up. From, from what I saw of them, or at least what I remember, because I think this is now uh, at least a month ago, probably two months ago almost, um, right after those messages came out. And uh, yeah, it was, she just didn't seem very, <sighs> very good at, debating like she like the guy like I remember points would be brought up and then she would bring up uh, an answer that to to that question or that line that line of thought that didn't really necessarily excuse it like saying that it was joke because she was upset it doesn't necessarily mean it was a joke or that you didn't mean it in any way it just you know I mean like it like that doesn't really necessarily it's not oh but that's that's okay that I said that because it was a joke when I was upset if you were upset it kind of leans more towards the (laughs) you did mean it It, so it's kind of like Kramer yeah yeah you mean you're I'm I'm assuming you mean it you mean his blow up right yeah 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 I kind of like that where like I, I at least I think I I I don't remember seeing too much of his interviews after, but I remember seeing one or two that kind of seemed like they fall sort of in line with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I just, I don't know because it's, she's, she is smart. So she's, she could either be manip trying to trying to manipulate people to think she knows what she's talking about when she doesn't. Sorry. But like, it's a, it's a script from the video. You can, you can clearly tell she's going from a script. Nobody can make, well, very few people can make a two-minute segment with no jump cuts unless they have to rehearse that line, script it out fully, run it through multiple times until they get it the, the right take to actually put in the video. Because if you watch, you'll see there's plenty of cuts, but like each cut is maybe like 45 seconds to two minutes out for each one. So I don't think it's unreasonable to be like, Okay, well, if you if we give you like a couple weeks to fully flesh out your thoughts and ideas, you can make a cohesive argument. And so, like, kind of following the aftermath of the initial Discord messages leaking, I think she had the better part of like a month to really make this video, which is why it took so long. But she never mentioned that they were being used for a video or anything. That was never brought up, ever. So if she included these these in a video later, that could have been retroactive. I mean, she never she not once mentioned that she was working on a script or anything like that. She that she just said, well, they, she was upset and in the moment she said it on on Discord as a joke. Wouldn't you think that's kind of implied though in, with YouTubers that it's like, okay, I've got five hundred freaking at mentions that people are all mad and pissy with me, so I, I got to address this. Wouldn't you kind of? If the same thing happened, yeah, but the, the, the way you just set it up though is that she planned 
Oh no, like, that no. was her script writing. That's how it sounded. Like you sounded like you I mean, were saying after that the fact. she was script writing her Discord, basically. Oh no, 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 no. I mean, after that, the fact. Because I mean, that's that's like that's like trying to, that's like saying that she was trying to justify what she did by then adding context to it by making it a joke, more of a joke by using it in the video. Well, that's what I'm saying is the follow up. You you find out you're getting some your Discord's leaked by somebody else. You're gonna make a response. I feel like, and so I I'm saying retroactively. Yeah, that was probably what she did. She was like. Okay, well, I'm gonna have the fight on Twitter, and I got invited to debate Destiny or uh, No Fuckers, whichever one. And because of that, oh no, both. That's what I'm saying. It was it was, it was both. It was two yeah, separate like, two separate debates. So you you have the chance to go on and defend yourself with these people, but you're like, well, I can't really get my points across coherently here. I'm gonna do it on the platform that I know how to do it, which is my YouTube videos. And that's why I'm like that. That seems more logical the construction for me. I, I don't think she was like, I was planning for people to get mad this whole time. I feel like, no, it was like, okay, I got caught. Let me address this because clearly I wasn't good enough to address it the first time to other people, other creators. Maybe. I mean, we don't have to I go mean, she also had She also had a lot of time to think on it and readjust how she wanted to approach it, though. So, I mean, she might have even had some realizations. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say I just don't follow her. I don't want to go on it super long. I was just kind of really impressed by the when I don't care who it is, what company it is, what person it is. When anybody, when somebody says something kind of fucked up, regardless of if it's racist, derogatory, whatever, I'm impressed when somebody doubles down because. Mm-hmm. One of the points that actually she brought up in her video was the idea of social pressure. You got these people who are saying, uh, "You're doing something that's not a take that or a take that might affect your image." And when somebody goes, "I'm not, I'm not going to bow down to that idea. I'm going to double down on my idea." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Let's see where this goes." Because 90% of the times, those are giant train wrecks. I think you. I don't think there's that many people who can say. Oh yeah, I doubled down on a bad idea and I went full force and I came out the other end. It's that's never worked out for so many people. Yeah. I mean, look at. I was gonna say the president, but I'm like, eh, maybe that's not a good example. Nah, he, I don't think he's really lost too much on his doubling down. Okay, so yeah, he's the ten percent in that regard. But yeah. most other people, like somehow, um, <laughs> the college scandal, the one woman with the daughters. Like she's just she's oh, going yeah. hard on being like, oh no no, I gotta presume my innocence. It's like we have the transaction here. Mm. You you are not saving face. You are just dragging your daughters down now. Please yeah. stop. And now there's a bunch of people that are kind of getting dragged down with her because they're finding out all these different loopholes and they're digging into it more and finding out all these people that are pulling the same scam. Oh my god. Ugh, yeah. I just, like, in this week's headline, rich people are doing rich people things. I mean, we all expected that, but it's nice when you get to see it. You just get this to just smell. in. Rich people think they can bypass the system. I mean, they can, clearly. You get one crooked guy who's like, hey, yo, Bob, I know you got, you got a full swim team there, but I uh, got a guy. Here's a five thousand. You know, it's just, it's really easy. It especially bugs me though because like like in in terms of uh, what's her name Lori Laughlin I think from yeah. the, the one from Fuller House that you were talking about. Her daughter is a YouTuber 
that said on YouTube that she didn't want to go to college. She just wants to go party. Yeah. So I'm going to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to, <laughs> to get her into a college she doesn't care about. I'm just going to throw this money down a well. So what is your take on people dropping out of school to become online influencers? And I'm going to use that word specifically here, influencers, because these are not people who said, I have a talent and I really want to express that talent or I have a passion and I want to, I want to explore it or I have, I have an idea. No, it's people who went, I just want to be famous to be famous. Those, those are like, well, I mean, I, I'd say you have both. Um, but um, it's tough. Because it's funny, because you, you do hear a lot of YouTubers um, will talk about how they have either gone to film school or something. Like, Jack's Films went to film, film school. I don't know if he ever actually graduated. I don't think he, he's never, I've never heard him mention his degree. Right. So I don't think he actually did graduate. I think he dropped out um, because YouTube was going good. Um, but I heard, um, I just heard today on your mom's house podcast that uh, Rhett and Link both have engineering degrees and they're both doing engineering. Um, Markiplier, I think, also has an engineering degree. Like, a lot of the top YouTubers have degrees. Um, I'm trying to think, and I can't think of many that dropped out of school to become or to continue being a YouTuber. Well, more so uh, the idea of, like, okay, stop wasting your money on this pyramid scheme that says you have to continue your education That's because it's going to matter for some reason. And these people are, are instead doing it because they have to do it because they got mm -hmm. that social or the parental p pressure. But instead, yeah. they're saying, well, I don't want to do this. I want to live a life of like everyone that I, I watch. And I'm just like, I'm famous because I'm famous, not yeah. because I have a talent or a skill. I mean, there's plenty that I'd say there's plenty of YouTubers that are famous. F well, YouTubers, Instagram people, whatever that are famous for a skill that they have. Yeah. But you're right. There are a lot that aren't. They're just famous because they've got a big butt or they've got, you know, <clears throat> they've figured out how to make their face look feminine enough to look good with makeup. Um, are you talking shit on my boy James Charles? Not in particular. There's, there's a lot of them. There are no, so many guys doing that now. And, it's not that I necessarily have a problem with it, but it's just weird how many of them there are that are so super hyper popular over women that do the same thing. I'm I don't really understand that aspect of it. I'm going to say it straight up. None of them are interesting, entertaining, or bring anything to the table that I think anyone should care about. I, you mean the makeup guys the, or the women that do it? All beauty YouTubers. They are, Same. in my opinion, the low <laughs> bottom of the barrel. I actually had Freddie Wong. Freddie Wong one time tweeted out something about how like there was nothing wrong with YouTube's algorithm or anything. It's just that people don't know what they're doing or whatever. I was pissed because I see YouTubers that actually are getting shut down by the algorithm all the time like it's you can tell that there's something bizarre going on and it's not just they put out a video with a bad thumbnail when you see a hundred youtubers and 99 of them are tweeting out my video got demonetized here's my viewership at the bottom of the barrel mm -hmm. 
somebody is lying, and I don't think it's ninety nine out of a hundred people. Yeah, it was something. It was something like that situation. I can't remember for sure what situation it was because it was over a year ago, but. I was shocked because I, I actually replied to him. I was like, yeah, no. And I gave him an exact example. And he's like, that's one situation. I was like, yeah, but you just said it doesn't happen at all. Mm. And he actually kept replying to me for a little while. And I was like, eventually I was like, you know, I'm not even, even going to continue arguing with him. Hey, hey. He actually claimed that um, beauty, like the makeup vloggers and all that, he claimed that there are more people watching them than anything else. Well, yeah. To that, some extent. And it's like, that's not wrong. No, no, but at the time, he was claiming... I can't remember the context that he was claiming it. At the time, it wasn't, though. Because, like I said, this was over a year and a half ago. It still wasn't the thing on YouTube yet. Oh, okay. But he was, it was, like, in the context of contrast... Contrasted with um, other demographics that he was talking about. Because, at the time, there wasn't... It, I mean, it wasn't the, 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 the huge phenomenon it is now. I mean, it, there was a, a community for sure. But at the time, it wasn't nearly what it's become. No, See, I got to disagree because the, the makeup and beauty people, there's almost a pinpoint of when it really started taking off. And that was Kim Kardashian and Instagram. There, there was something about these two where people realized, I think it was like the first time that Kim Kardashian's like earnings were like published, there was just that gold rush. Facebook bought out Instagram somehow silently and nobody thought about it. And there's almost a correlation between the two. Because beauty, beauty YouTubers have been online since the dawn of like any social media. The problem is, is that they were always niche. It was always super niche. Like you had your kind of like your t original Twitch body painters is that it was originally people who were like, oh, I wanted to do a full body paint and make myself like Gamora for whatever reason. Like you kind of had that. But then when the Twitch thoughts came, you, you kind of flooded the market with people who saw the gold rush. And there was some sort of correlation when people were like, hmm, Kim Kardashian's got her own makeup brand deal, which are netting her $10 million. And there's this thing, Instagram, which for some reason is just attracting all of the 10-year-old girls. Put the two together, you got millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And kind of like the Viner invasion, the trickle-down came in when people realized, oh, I can double up my earnings doing this on Instagram and YouTube as well. Yeah. I'm I'm almost like putting money at saying there's a direct correlation between those two. Oh, there is. I just mean like like I said at the time that the the conversation was happening, what he was saying wasn't accurate. I just like I said like I said it was over a year ago, so I can't even remember what the um what what the conversation was. I'm trying to search for it and I can't see it. But well, um, I think it was at least good he'd be willing to talk with you on that. But God, like, so uh, kind of related to that. What was your opinion on Susan Wojcicki kind of hell, uh, hanging out with Shane Dawson and James Charles? And did you see anything for viewers' response to that tweet? Um, I don't know because she was going around. She was making the rounds. H three said on the last pod. Uh, Ethan said on the last H three podcast or one of the last two H three podcasts that she had actually gone. Um, to see them the day before uh, they did their um, right. episode with the KFC. 
I, some people have said before that they, some people make good points that it probably won't result in anything, but she had, their, YouTube has been making some positive changes in terms of the creator side of things. They usually are very end user oriented, right? Yeah. But it does seem like they've made some changes for the creator side of things, whether or not what she's doing is going to result in anything or not. I don't know. Um, it does seem like she's gone f- to quite a few places that are like Shane Dawson does conspiracy videos. Right. And <laughs> they just said like a month before he re- started releasing his conspiracy videos, that conspiracy videos are not welcome on the platform. Like conspira- any conspiracy theories and stuff, you will probably get demonetized. Right. They they don't want it on the platform. You can't even talk about it in jest. Once again, um, I said that last part. Hmm. Can't even do like jokes about it. I mean, you can probably make a joke about it, like a passing joke, but making content about um, like 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 Logan Paul's um, flat Earth doc, hmm. it even though it was clearly making fun of it, um, enough people would be stupid enough to not realize it's a joke. And take it seriously. So the argument has been made before many times that because the lowest common denominator aren't smart enough to get the joke, we need to protect them from being exposed to the joke. So I have a question. So there's some about concern that? that's going to happen. I got a question about that, but I want to tell you a story first because this was this was, in my opinion, just kind of like the epitome of crazy conspiracy theorists, but I don't necessarily disagree with conspiracy theorists, but Mm -hmm. I had a guy once comment on my video. I don't remember which one, but it was something to do with like why I voted for Trump or some sort of like algorithm thing with YouTube or money involved. And the guy was like, you are just a corporate shill. I hope you die. I'm like, so of course I'm interested in what this person's life is like. I go to their channel and they were like, the government is putting shit in our food. People, stop falling. Like, cereal is contaminated with those toxins. So you know what he did? He put Cheerios in a bowl and stuck a magnet in it. And was astounded when it moved. And he, le- he even looked at the box and said, Yeah, you see that shit right there? Iron. Why are they putting it in the food? Like like I don't even have the words to explain how crazy that is like I understand that level of crazy yeah. now like it, it's iron it's a magnet the two connect so your food moves attracting to the polarity of the magnet yeah. how is this a government conspiracy <laughs> um huh. but my question is with Logan Paul having Alex Jones on his podcast. Alex Jones makes a lot of crazy points. But here's the question that I I have. Is it wrong to deny conspiracy theories because a lot of conspiracy theories lead to actual information getting out to the public? Like um, I I think the problem I think the problem is that they try and generalize too much on YouTube. Oh God! Yeah. Um, because I mean, if you think about it, if you think about it like this, right? Um, now, a lot of people are going to disagree with the statement, but just bear with me. 
what is taught as our origin in schools? It's evolution, right? It's taught as fact in schools. But it is still just a theory because we haven't found a missing link. We can't prove carbon dating because we haven't left anything in one place for a thousand years to know that carbon dating is actually accurate to a thousand years. It's an estimate. It only works after on things that are older than a thousand years, but we haven't had anything to test on it that's older than a thousand years, so that logic doesn't really add up, right? My point is, it's just there's a whole bunch of issues with the theory of evolution. It's not fact of evolution. It's still theory. Right. But we teach that as fact in schools. A lot of people today would consider things like Christianity, um, Hinduism, all these different religions would consider them conspiracy theories. But I guess because they're cultural, it makes it not a conspiracy theory. Right. So I mean, like, like now you're now you're, now you're picking and choosing what's conspiracy and what's not, because they're all theory. And that's kind of my argument: is how do you determine what is and what is not? Because I don't think there is a way. Personally, I don't think conspiracy theory should be kicked off of YouTube. Yeah. I, mean, I think I maybe there there needs to be some moderation involved, but that's one of the things that the plat that you know users like in the commentary community, for example, have done is they're they're kind of. This doesn't make sense. I mean, now I know a lot of times commentary guys just like roast things or just insult them for no real good reason. But a lot of them still do things like like me. I only make things on something that's like actual like information, like misinformation, or I try and make it lighthearted. Mm. I don't just insult things for the sake of insulting them, right? Like I make like I made fun of a, an interview with Bunk, where none of the information makes any sense and it actually contradicts more valid information that exists already. Um, and the last video I did where I was breaking down somebody's actual insults against somebody and their false statements about everything. There's people that do that kind of thing for this kind of stuff all the time. But it's seen as just negative. <laughs> I don't quite understand why. Um, like there's people that argue with the flat earthers on YouTube. There's channels, channels dedicated to flat earth, right? There's people that argue with the flat earthers debunking their points. I don't necessarily think that the flat earthers shouldn't be allowed to be on the platform. And most people know that it doesn't make any sense and it's nonsense. I don't think the YouTube videos are the ones that are convincing people to become flat earthers as much as documentaries and things like that that are cuz there's like there's a guy putting a penny on the floor, spinning it and saying, "Look, it it, it fell this way. That makes it flat earth." See, like I've seen stuff like that before. It's it, that's not the stuff that's convincing people. It's actual like documentaries and seemingly viable like proven um, well, evidence. Let me go. Let me go a little ham on you then, and let's go. Let's go the anti-vaxxer movement mm -hmm. because I'm pro-vaccine. Don't think I'm not, but. I'm like, I, I'm like, I could just trick you right now and pretend I'm anti-vax, but I'm like, no, that's too fucked up. Um, but let's go for the idea of, okay, we have, because I don't know exactly how many, I, being a parent, I'm pretty sure you would know. We have to give our kids like 14 vaccines, I think it is, or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. The health insurance company wants you to do it in the course of six or two or four years. I can't remember which one. 
Is it right to give a child 14 different modified serums that are engineered in specific ways? And is it so wrong to think that those are causing defects in the genetic, well, potential genetic makeup, thusly causing autism? Don't agree with this theory, but here's the point, is that in the core of that argument, I kind of have something. I have like a point that I'm being made is, why are we giving 14 vaccines all at once that seems a little excessive so fast? Yeah. Is it wrong to think that that's causing problems? Even Jim Jeffries kind of had a joke about it where he gave his son to get five vaccines in a day and it kind of made him mental for like a week. So derivative to that, while people go, okay, well, what's in these things that could be like so wrong with them or good with them? So what I'm saying is like conspiracy kind of gives you the web where it's like you can tug on a string and something over here starts moving. So... Can you ever really call anything besides like the flat earth movement provable kind of going to your, like your evolution thing. And it's like that the provability of most of the conspiracy theories is damn near impossible. Most of the time. Well, I mean, they've done a lot of studies about the, uh, the vaccines making it, giving kids autism, but, um, well, so far I've not seen autism. one. No, no, but I just mean like, if, for example, like I'm just going, you know, using that example, um, like they've done, like I know they did a study with like I think it was two hundred thousand kids. Um, I, I heard a, I heard about a story that happened. Um, they did a like a study with two hundred thousand kids or something, and I think it was like the ones that didn't get the vaccine were way higher chance for autism, but the ones that got the va the vaccine. That was that the 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 concern is about. Um, not only did they not get autism, but they actually ended up having a lower rate of multiple other diseases as well. Hmm. So I mean, like, there's there's more studies at a larger scale that prove the opposite. So I mean, like, the, you can you can't prove be, with a lot of things beyond a shadow of a doubt, right? But I mean, like, for instance, we know aspirin works. We can prove aspirin works. There's probably a way to prove. I mean, I've heard multiple times that um, uh, autism is genetic and it has nothing to do with um, medicine or anything like that. I don't know the science, so I can't verify it. But, I mean, most of the people that are saying <laughs> that it causes autism aren't scientists either. So, I mean, I don't know well, how valid they're – I don't know where the information comes from necessarily. I haven't done enough research on it, but, I mean – most conspiracy theories are like that, where it, they're not necessarily experts. They're just people that found a hole in something, and they keep digging until they find another hole. But you can do any kind of study and just find the evidence that supports your theory. Right. So, I, I mean, I think I think in many cases you can prove uh, conspiracy theories wrong, um, like with flat Earth theory, right? There's plenty of photographic evidence that our planet from space, like from high up on, on an airplane, changes as you're moving. There's a whole bunch of things that they can't explain about how the flat Earth works, right? Like right. the fact that you, the fact that there's no curve if you look at the ocean, but you can't see across it with a telescope. There's there's all these issues with conspiracy theories that they can't 
um, explain away. But most of what th- most of their points can be explained through other means of science. Even if we don't, even though even if we sci- like non scientific members of you know society don't know what those methods are, they do exist. Well, and that's kind of why I think we're on the same subject. My kind of derivative point is that conspiracy A can lead to derivative conspiracy B. My idea is like, yes, we can prove flat Earth. We are not that it's false. We can prove that. So mm-hmm. we can fly a spaceship up there, take photos. It's round. It's a fucking sphere. What's wrong with you people? It's an oblong sphere. But here's the thing. Well, derivative to that, they go, well, it, there's a cover-up going on at NASA. Okay, well, where, where do you get this BS thing? Oh, it was funded for $6 trillion. Just throwing numbers out there because I do not, for the love of God, remember any of this stuff I hear. Yeah. And then you go and you like go, well, why is it that NASA gets $6 trillion a year? Examples again, I get $6 billion, whatever. And they can't land, they can't fly one spaceship up into space. They only launch satellites. But Elon Musk can do it for sixty million dollars or whatever the number was recently. I, I can I can never remember this crap because it changes every month. Yeah. So conspiracy A is flat Earth. Conspiracy B is going. Why can't a private business do for like less than half the cost of what NASA can do? Yet NASA is supposed to be the government like funded one. So yeah. that's kind of my argument for keeping conspiracies kind of in the loop. However, I see the rabbit hole symptom coming from that where you go, okay, well, if NASA is doing that, why, what are they doing with all the money? Well, maybe they're holding people in sex dungeons. Like I can see where the hole goes, but mm-hmm. I think de-incentivizing conspiracy is like, well, you're, you're ruining the chance of people going to from point A to point B where point B, maybe there's a good point to be made. See, and part of the problem with a lot of the conspiracy theories, though, is that the there are holes, massive holes. Because, like, for example, with um, sending spaceships up, right? Why would they send a spaceship up unless there's a point? Like, you, there's plenty of reasons to send a new satellite up, satellite up, right? New technology that can get a better scope of things or provide a better service to somebody or whatever. But why, what do they gain from sending more people up to space this time? So if they go to the moon, we already know there's, we already know what the moon consists of. What is there to find on the moon that they can't see from a telescope from here on Earth? Because could, they could pretty much see everything they want, right? Well, the idea is they want to find water. I think that's what most people are looking for right now. Yeah, but usually there's, usually there's some kind of evidence that water might exist there, right? I, they recently discovered, at least according on to, the moon, yeah, that there were. Um, oh God, I can't. I can't retain information really well lately. There's just so much that happens in a day. See, now I will say before, I, I one thing that's always bothered me when people talk about like finding water on other planets, though, is um, there are blocks of ice flying through space. So. I could very easily see ice melting on the moon because it's exposed to the sun. It doesn't have an atmosphere or anything protecting it or anything. I could very easily see that melting and leaving remains of water. And then it appears that there was water there when it was really just a 
ice from somewhere else in space that hit the moon. See, why I'd have to disagree is because if you were to have something like that, that would cause crater impacts, I feel. Could be wrong. Well, but yeah, but no, it depends on it depends on how uh, how hard it hits, I think. But that's what I'm and saying. And then there's like, the fact that and then there's the fact that like with the low with the low gravity of the moon, it might bounce off and roll, who knows. But there's too many variables basically. One is impact when you actually find sources of water, there's um, runoff. So you have mm-hmm. water striking rocks and causing certain levels of pathing when, you know, like, like you have a spring and you can see the rocks all have like smooth surfaces on one side. I forget what that's called. But yeah. the carving would indicate that there were sources of water that were traveling and thus like carving rocks out in different ways, whereas an impact would just kind of look a lot different in that regard. Now, you could make an argument about uh, atmosphere entry, but because there's no atmosphere on the moon, I don't think that'd be necessarily a case to argue, but if it were like the, mm. the Earth. Well, another issue another issue is that now we don't need people to go when we can send a rover. Because going to space is still very, very dangerous. So it makes more sense to send a rover or some kind of, um, some kind of robotic... Sample didn't, gatherer or something. Didn't they just send another one out, or was that one went on Mars that they just sent out? I th- I remember hearing about the one they sent to Mars, but I don't remember hearing about one going to the moon. But I mean, that's what that's what I'm saying. Though, is like I I don't think we would I don't think we would necessarily hear about ones going to the moon that often because they don't need as much. They don't need to send a full spaceship up or anything, right? They could just send a small ship, like a small shuttle of some kind, right. up with that, and they don't need to make a big deal about it. Um. And they probably have done it so many times. There's not really a need to. It's not going to be brand new news every time they send a, sh- a shuttle to the moon, you know. And if it's solar powered, they might they might just be using the same one from a decade ago. Who knows? So what you're saying is we have to launch out a giant solar panel on a rover into space to collect sunlight for energy. I agree. Let's no, do this. what I'm saying we need to do is we need to cover the Earth in an orb of uh, solar panels to protect us from the sun, but also power the Earth. Space elevator. I love that theory. <laughs> well, well, the the solar panels will power the solar uh, the the elevator so we can get out of Earth fast. Eh. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> I actually, I actually, unironically think that one day the uh, one day we'll we'll uh, have servers in space. Like our uh, instead of all our servers being on Earth, like when we when they finally get wireless data transmission to work quickly enough, um, like right now latency is terrible to satellites from Earth. Right. But if you were to perfect that so that it wasn't you know a four hundred ping to a satellite, imagine how cost effective that would be, because you could have unobstructed solar energy all year round to these things. Right, you could have uh, it, it could be cooled because space is, you know, so cold. You probably wouldn't need to worry so much about um, cooling the towers because you could probably find a way to use space itself to cool the cool the servers. So, There's like a lot of benefits I could see to to doing that. I just wonder when I could see Elon Musk doing that. Actually, <laughs> I could see Elon Musk doing that with some cell service or something. So I've got a very weird thought kind of related to solar panels it's a stupid thought but i really kind of want an answer why couldn't we again i'm being really stupid here why couldn't we put a giant 
ice-making block in the desert. Or basically like refrigerators and freezers. And have solar power make giant blocks of ice in the desert. I think the problem is you would need enough moisture in the desert already. Because like um, the reason... The well, reason ice the forms in, in your freezer and all that is because of the uh, the moisture that gets into your freezer. Um, no, you, you would pull the freezing. water in from the ocean. You would use salt water because I think salt water freezes better, actually. But why would you why would you bother freezing it if you could just well, pull to it from reverse the ocean global anyway? warming? You want to rehydrate the land. Okay, to, now I get the joke. Okay, I mean I'm not entirely joking. I want an answer. I just. I, it's one of those things where I'm like, you get, so, so, so you're, you're, so wait, let me just, let me just get this straight. So the, the idea is to take giant ice cubes to the desert to stop global warming by cooling down the deserts. Yes. You I re- feel like we would need to take the giant ice cubes to like the Arctic where they're melting the ones that are already existing. So yes, but not exactly. Because what? I don't think the deserts are the source of the heat. I think it's the sun. The deserts absorb a lot of energy. There's a lot there. So mm-hmm. the problem is is that you have sunlight rays that enter the earth, and they don't fully absorb, and thus they bounce back, and then they get trapped in the ozone layer due to the the, um, the emissions, like the carbon mm-hmm. dioxide or monoxide. I think well, then why don't we just cover the deserts in tinfoil to reflect the heat? Because then the energy is just reflecting back and getting trapped in the the atmosphere. What I'm saying oh, is that the, the atmosphere needs a tan. No, no, no. Here's specifically why I'm like it's a little crazy. I I know it's crazy. I know it's stupid. <laughs> I just it's an interesting theory. But the idea is, is that you use the deserts to reintroduce lots of wild wildlife, bring in trees. So basically, instead of having all of this dry sand energy reflecting light and bouncing it back or just storing it in there, you bring in, you reforest those areas, you bring back in ecosystems, and thusly, there's more actual oxygen entering the atmosphere, and the sunlight is actually getting used by these resources. Now, that's why I'm saying stick a bunch of solar panels in the, the desert to collect that energy. That's why I'm like, it's such a stupid thought, but I'm like, could you? Because it's, it's the laws of thermodynamics. You, you obviously can only get as much energy as you put in. You can't get any more that you put in out of it. But my thought is, is that, well, we have all this energy in the desert just from the sun pouring down on it. Could you put solar panels in there to create a mass energy collection into a giant refrigeration unit? And, like, it's so stupid, but I want to well, know. The, the problem is, again, though, getting the water, the water to the desert. Oh yeah, like I guess in that hypothetical, that would be the issue. I can see is the, the the idea would be getting the water there would be the the big issue. Yeah, I mean it's obviously like a, a statistic or logistical nightmare, but yeah, it's just one. And of those realistically, I think if they had the the means to do that, I feel like I almost feel like it'd be better for the environment to create a few o- oases instead, um, because then you could also have trees and stuff in the area. I mean, that's kind of really the general idea is that you want to reforest areas. You want to bring back that wildlife and be doing something yeah. like that. You're actually utilizing the bullshit energy that we as humans expel. It's getting used instead of just sitting around not knowing what to do. Because um, like everyone keeps talking about, like, well, we have so much ozone layers. Like, 
from you know just so much emissions. My right. my question is, how do you reverse that? And if I recall correctly from one of those lessons I learned years or decades ago, the idea is that the ozone layer does degenerate. Like it does eventually go away. It's just because we add so much and like it's basically like a, a kind of like a Oh, an hourglass where there's like the sands coming down. Mm-hmm. So if we gave the earth a break and said, all right, we're going to use more energy so that we're not piling it up there. Could we eventually reverse the damage at any point? And that's just one of those things I like to wonder about. Kind of related, but we've not re- kind of not related, but it was because we brought up the solar panel thing, which is why I'm like, yeah. I've had this stupid thought for like five plus years. That's kind of how I've been with the with the uh, idea of um, data spe- data storage being done in space. It's just been like this cool idea I've had for a couple of years, and just bugs me a little bit. See, I would never use it because I couldn't play video games. But well, that's well, that's why I'm saying like if they could fix the latency issue, the latency issue is the only real issue. Or even like if Dropbox and stuff was handled in space and it was able to reduce the cost of the storage, so their service could reduce costs. I mean, I doubt they would because you know money but um cost just a little bit but if it would if it would reduce the cost which realistically think about how much think about how much just the cooling for a server room costs um like maintaining a, a, a low temperature in there in in like these massive server warehouses and stuff and then think about how much that could be reduced and the cost of energy how much that could be reduced yeah i would say like the one thing I just listened to recently is that somebody just said space isn't really that cold. I, oh man. Oh, it was from Seeker where they were talking about the astronauts who got stuck in the, the shuttle where basically they were saying that they were freezing. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to say it's Apollo four. Maybe I can't remember. It was one of the Apollo missions where um, basically Space isn't necessarily cold. It's not like you would get thrown out into the vacuum of space and then freeze. Right. What would happen is, is your body is emitting energy. And the sun, if you're having direct rays of light, is kind of adding it in. You're not really getting rid of it as much in space. You should look, you should obviously watch the video because I do not know how to explain this correctly. I should have a link in the description if people want to see it. Well, I'm just thinking about, like, if you think about, like, if you think about how dark it gets, how how cold it gets when it's dark, how much the temperature drops when it's just dark, right? Right. Usually usually satellites spin around the Earth. I shouldn't say a similar They Usually they go around the Earth. Right. So they will also encounter the dark side of the planet as well as the light side of the planet. So even... Even without, um, even if you even if you use the argument that well the sun heats all of space within a certain range, right? It's more the direct rays, I think, is what they were going for. But yeah, right. But one, that's what I'm saying is so that means half of the time that your satellites are in space, they're in the dark. Right. So they would st- it would still cost less theoretically to cool them because half the time they're in the dark side of the planet where there's nothing heating it right. anymore. Oh yeah. Like I, if you were, to so that's what I'm saying. Like it would still be much more cost effective overall. 
it mm, cost effective. I don't know. In theory, about at that, least. But yes, planet saving. Because I like think, you would, be you would cool. only really need a few technicians. I would think. Um, depending on how many issues they have worked out before they go out there, you know what I mean? Well, imagine having to tra- transfer all of those servers, though. That would be a nightmare. Oh, shower. yeah, no, the transitional process would be terrible. But but I think once it was in place, it would be... Uh, that, my point is, like, I think that's where eventually... Th- like, think about, like, how the cloud and everything exists, and... Like, I just feel like eventually that's where it's going to go. See, I would think if we could invent the petabyte hard drives then mm-hmm. yeah that might be an interesting idea but because there's just so much fucking data right now yeah i think right now we're focused more on speed than size when it comes to storage yeah yeah because like that's i think that's the the big thing right now is like well it, we, it doesn't do us any good if we have this much storage but it takes us a year to transfer it all or whatever I think that's the the big thing right now. I actually have to upgrade my uh, I have to get a network card on my PC and uh, upgrade the hub I have because I think that's what's slowing down my connection when I do stuff like trying to stream my PS4 and all that. Mm. Yeah, that would make sense. There's there's only so much capacity when it comes to bandwidth. I have just kind of found it interesting that why why is America the slowest? (laughs) Like, why not upgrade this shit? Yeah. Oh, man. Um... I think it's partially because of the, um, the how we have such a diverse layout. Like we don't really need to upgrade it because we don't have any competition here that need that warrants it being upgraded. You know, and then you have like the middle of the country where there's a lot less people that have access to decent internet. So then they get satellite internet, which is way more expensive, but slower and limited. So, like, whereas if, like, you had, like, internet was way faster in cities and stuff, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's why. Maybe there's the, they don't feel like they need to really increase it because there's just no competition and it would just alienate more of a market. Mm, see, yes, but I'm thinking long term. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the problem I think these ISPs aren't doing as much because... Spectrum is on the worst of all the ISPs. Nobody wants to go to Spectrum. People know the stories. So Nobody wants to be on the Spectrum, no. Ah. Uh, God damn it. I like being on the Spectrum. <laughs> I like the ignorant Spectrum, where you don't notice things until five minutes later. Um, I, had a, I saw a Drew Carey thing where he was talking about taking drugs. And he kept saying, well, my friend took the drugs because I'm the host of Price is Right. I didn't get it the first time. I had to rewatch the entire thing with my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, he teased me himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. It's fun to be woefully ignorant sometimes. But anyway, my argument is think the long term. Upgrade the infrastructure now. Avoid the drop off because you have speed increases. You have network increases. You have bandwidth increases. You put the infrastructure in so that you can tear down the old system that isn't working right, isn't doing mm-hmm. well. You integrate the new stuff and say, hey, uh, that price point we've been charging you, we got to add five bucks a month for three years. After the three years, we drop that price because we've made our money back from doing the labor. 
you rebuild your brand image, your name recognition, you would create a giant influx of customers who don't want to escape your system. So mm-hmm. if you play the long game, drop the money up front, get the results after the course of multiple years. When it cut, yeah. See, that's I don't. They wouldn't do that. I know, but because it's some... too it's it's expen- Here's the problem. Here's the problem. First of all, things like like the idea of like we're going to charge you more for the first year and then we're going to stop. That they would never do that. Um, because they could just say, well, the service is going to be better, so since it's going to be better, we're going to charge you more. And they'll just continue charging you more. That's how they do it. Um, for example, uh, when we got Kate, when we got finally got cable installed here so we didn't have to use a satellite provider anymore. And by the way, I don't live in the middle of nowhere. I live less than half an hour from um, pretty large towns. Like, we're not that rural. We were only, we were only a mile from where the nearest hookup was. And it cost them five grand. They charged us, rather, five grand to run the internet to here, the uh, cable lines to our house. Even though, even though it was going, they were going to, they're the only source for us to get internet from. They're the only option we have besides satellite. Yeah. So they are going to be profitable off of us regardless in four years even if we didn't pay the five grand here's where my argument comes in because i agree there's not enough of a reason for people to do the upgrade but here's the thing i'm a nobody i want to start a company that provides internet service your town is ripe for the grabbing because if i got the infrastructure money or the capital you're aware of this or not the, a lot of uh, most towns from, from uh, unless it's they, changed since uh, since years rights, ago, yeah. most towns have, yeah, exactly. They have most towns have deals with either like Comcast or Verizon or whatever your your local providers are that they get exclusive rights to the town. And yeah. that's why. And you then any any small startup that comes up gets bought out, and they might even stay as like named as that small company. We actually have a couple in our area that are owned by Comcast, but they don't say they're owned by Comcast. The only time you find out is if you can't get service from them. And then when you try and request getting service, they direct you to call to call Comcast because they're owned by Comcast because Comcast bought them out when they started going. Because it, it's, it's a kind of a monopoly situation where they can muscle their way into whatever they want to do. Yeah, and that's something that really needs to be fucking addressed. Because I, mm-hmm. I get it, but God, do you have no... Does nobody play the long game, ever? Like, yep. your markets are where the money's at. People need the goddamn internet. They need it. It's a, it's, it's a utility. So you go and you petition your government and say, look, this is a utility. There's a monopoly on it. I am willing to compete in this marketplace. This isn't like we're not talking like a luxury item that it's like it's not a Ferrari. No, people need this to live their lives now. You having a you allowing a monopoly to take place is antitrust, and if you don't carry it out, I'm gonna have to sue your sue your county or state. It's antitrust of, policy right yeah. there. Yeah, part of the problem is like a lot of those deals, like in our area in particular, the the deal that was made was with Comcast, and it was made in like. <laughs> 92 
and they just don't want to reevaluate it. They don't want to revisit it. There's been small provisions that have been made, which is why we got a small discount. It was supposed to be way more than 5000 supposedly, like $7,000 or something like that. It was the original cost, I guess, with permits and everything. I don't know. But, yeah, it, it, it's... It's it's slimy, basically, is what it is. No, it, it's downright because you don't have because you don't have recourse. But that's what I mean is I'm like now the market is really ripe for that opportunity to fight back. It's it's not great, but like the, these people have to grow a spine, and they're just not willing to do it. And I don't necessarily blame a business owner. Somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, we'll give you like a million dollars just to cash out with us." Are you really gonna ignore that? No, but. Yeah. I'm like, especially if you could just start up another company with that. <laughs> but where's the incentive to just be like, all right, well, you're offering me a million now. Uh, I'm going to destroy and eat up your small market. And then the next time you come at me, you're going to have to offer me a hundred million because I just got so much more because I didn't sell out after two years. Yeah. I don't know. Well, part of the problem is that their standalone service isn't good enough. Um, they'd have to like piggyback off other people's wire over other people's lines or they'd have to run their own lines. Right. Yeah. And for them to run their own lines to have optimal service, it would cost way too much money. So before they can even become a player, they're already in the hole. It's kind of like the same issue that we have with things like YouTube. Actually, I'll, I'll say actually with any monopoly, any monopoly that comes up, the problem is no one is going to just have the money available to combat that monopoly. Even Amazon. Amazon was a, no, was a nothing company like what, 10 years ago, 13 years ago? And it's just continually just blown up to becoming essentially a monopoly. People, there are people that there are people that associate Amazon's success and attribute, sorry, associate attribute Amazon's success to the death of retail markets all the time because Amazon is so wildly popular and so wildly successful. So I'm going to give you a little secret here. Because I hate this. Because this is the, the traditional, uh, like, classic example of putting all your eggs in one basket. You don't make your main feature service the thing that you put every ounce of time and effort into. What you should do is you should go, okay, I need to compete in this market that's going to chew my ansel out. So I'm going to sell... Pepsi cans, because that's what I got on my desk right now. I'm going to sell just the aluminum cans. If I want to get that aluminum, I have to go to either the recyclers or I need to get the people who are supplying the aluminum to make the cans. So here's the problem. Well, Pepsi can make their aluminum cans for 0.1 cent. I can only make mine for 0.25 cents, whatever like that. So what you do is you go, okay... I need to compete. I'm going to make mine to 0.09 cents a can and destroy their market. But to subsidize that, I know I can be very profitable. And just because I heard a recent example of this, cloud, store, uh, cloud storage services. So what I do is I've got my main gig here, which I'm sourcing money from of basically using my computer to host data. And I use that to funnel into my aluminum can market. I stomp out their market and therefore... I can afford to take the loss on it because I'm subsidizing that through my other businesses. Now, granted, you can argue, yeah, it's it's hard to make any business do that because that's making two businesses, not one. But mm -hmm. 
if you want to really destroy a market, you gotta be competitive. So like right now, my one, my little business idea with sponsorship helper, my idea is, okay, well, what do you need a network to do the work for you for and take 30%? I'm one guy, I don't have a huge operation cost. You give me your time and effort, I'll get you that return because I'm, and then in turn, I can use that money that I'm making to subsidize something bigger. Like for example, a business buyout. I could be like, okay, right. well, I sourced 10 grand from my sponsorship helper company. Now I want to buy your company that makes G Fuel, for example. I want to buy G Fuel for whatever reason. And now I go to my creators and say, well, I took a huge loss with you guys. Now I can subsidize that with my G Fuel product or vice versa. You know, you get what I'm saying. Right? No, people don't think this way. And I get why, but like there's these these conglomerations of people. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I understand you can't compete against somebody like Comcast. That's really difficult. But like yeah. there's these niche little markets of devices and things that people don't think about. But that's how you make your money now. This is why like I like with the YouTubers what? like um, uh, Jeffree Star making his makeup product. It's like you are cutting out five layers of middleman and you're taking all that profit for yourself. Smart. Yeah. Dude, something has to yeah, I mean, Amazon Amazon started that way themselves with the whole, uh, they started just selling books. There wasn't really an online book market that w worked as well as they did. Yeah. And they just, they just pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. I mean, and then they just, they, they just continued to deliver on things that no one else is delivering on in that way, basically, is what it comes down to. So, but I just watched actually a guy a video who talked about it. Um, one of the things they did, they still do, is they host web servicing or uh, storage, cloud storage. They do um, the through that hosting, and that's one of their most profitable ventures. They utilize that to subsidize taking losses on Amazon. Now, granted, Amazon's so big now it's taking a profit, but it took a loss for so long, and it used that to subsidize it. Right. So. It's it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting there and just be like, oh, just start up a business. You got it. But start up a business. It's pretty ri ridiculously easy if you have something you want to sell. Yeah. Yeah, the problem is having a product or a service. Yeah. I would say the best thing to do nowadays is make a product that's cheap and gizmo. Like, cheap gizmos just are lucrative right now. Oh, makeup brushes. Holy... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god a little piece of horse hair on a stick of like crappy plastic wood oh my god makes so much money i gotta i gotta wonder how much the the people that own etsy make a year like that website is that website serves so many markets because of what you're able to provide i mean there's bootleg stuff on there too like crazy oh yeah and, and there's care. nothing there's they don't seem to really do much about it either they don't care i mean like... i bought this as a joke it's a youtube it's a fake youtube play button um oh that's fake I, I couldn't tell <laughs> well no i mean i actually covered it was it was just red i covered it in tinfoil oh, i put uh, ketchup and mustard yeah. on it okay. the, the joke being obviously that it's you know used leftovers to, anyway uh, the point is that's a trademarked logo. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they could legally make that. I still was able to buy it for like 20 bucks. Um, 
That's Shipping why, sucks. That's but... why I don't understand why Honey, I just saw an ad recently, Honey is like, oh yeah, you can use our coupons on AliExpress and Alibaba. I'm like, aren't they really big on like just stealing trademark shit all the time? And Yeah, but it's legal, I think, technically, because... I think they both exist in places that trademark and copyright or something don't exist. Yeah, China, China don't care. Yeah, which is so weird. It's so weird that 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 they don't have. I mean, it makes sense why so much bootleg crap comes out of those places, though, because they can't be prosecuted for it apparently. No. So yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird how that works. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to the day where we can see people starting more business. And competing in the marketplace, I think we're going to have a long time because these companies have kind of done this just giant dirty thing where they made all this legislation and shit illegal to do. And then the people who are kind of like, well, if you're going to make it illegal, we're going to go over to China and just source it from there. And then they go, oh, well, you sued us? Oh, well, look, our company's gone and we're just, oh, we're company B now. Yeah. It's, it's just this weird thing where it's like, you couldn't, you can't fairly beat the competition, so you made it illegal. And then when they decided to do it illegally, you were like, "Ah, oh, you can't do that. Why can't you can't do this illegally?" It's just what it feels like. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, on that note, I think we should wrap up. Um, I know you dropped a new video, which I'm excited, and I, you got my hopes up because you retweeted um. Uh, Bo Blacks's most recent, or no, no, um, Willie Mac's most recent video, and I was like, oh, new video. I was like, thinking, so I was like, fuck, you lied to me in that weird sense. Um, oh no, I didn't. I uh, you talking about the one I retweeted tonight? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it looked like a thumbnail you would do, and that's why I was sitting like, oh sweet, I have something to listen to before bed. And I was like, ah, no. That's a good point. I didn't even think it did kind of look like one of mine. It really does. They're, they're, it looks really similar. Maybe stealing from you. You should yell given at that, given that, Hey, given that Willie is somebody that's criticized me before uh, privately, or, or given me, I should say given me uh, tips, not criticized me, but given me tips about um, about how bad my thumbnails were, I'd say that's, that's, that's come a long way if they're getting mistaken for his, <laughs> or vice versa. I mean, I'm one person, so you got to get more people's opinions. Hey, uh, no, um, I'm gonna stop right there because that's 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 good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have nothing new. I'm gonna be working on for a while. I'm waiting to see how job things get sorted out. So, uh. for the most part, you have to supply them for the both of us because <laughs> I'm like I'm boring right now. Yeah, I part of the problem is right now. Um, like a lot of my viewership and all is coming from like very uh. I'll say more drama heavy, um, you know, communities, but I don't want to stay. I like, I've, I've been kind of doing content that's connected to drama. I wouldn't even consider most of the content I've been doing drama related. Um, but maybe connected like a drama adjacent. Yeah. Mm. Um, cause what I've been doing is the same stuff I've been doing. It's just maybe slightly different topics. But so, but yeah, I have like I have like a couple more fun ideas I'm working on. It's a problem. Scripting is the problem. I have a massive issues with my own scripting. Hmm. Well, so. I mean, for the most part, you're able to crank them out pretty sufficient. 
So I think if you're doubting yourself, don't. I think I think way more than I should about how often I upload because I like taking two weeks off isn't abnormal for a account that does content like I do. Yeah. But um, I still want to go back to doing stuff like I used to do the Amazon show. I used to do. I want to like try and improve that and go back to doing that a little bit more. Um. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff I want to I want to do like skits and stuff. I want to do skits and stuff again because I used to have a lot of fun doing that stuff. And uh, hopefully going to get back to doing that stuff. Again, the problem is getting scripts right. So. Yeah. But, I, I you know, content, content will happen. Content will happen sooner or later. I'm hoping to have one out this weekend. Um, for me, at the very least, I'm thinking, uh, I don't think I've actually told you this yet. Uh, I've been considering before I potentially have to move, uh, I might try my hand at some stand-up comedy. I'm I'm kind of intrigued at the idea, but in terms of how I want to translate it to YouTube, I I've been writing my jokes, and mm. I hate handwriting because it hurts my hand because I do a very specific way I handwrite, so it makes it really strenuous on my hand. Right. But there's something about constructing an idea that just springs on my brain that I love it. But I hate it because I like when I if I do have to move at some point, my idea is I'm going to crank out a video every other day. Like I expect that's what I fully am going to be doing if I move sometime soon. But I can't I can't keep playing this fly by night crap where I'm just like, oh, bam, I'm going to have this thing out or this idea out in two days. It's like that's just not going to happen. I'm going to I like the I like your, your approach a bit more. It's like, OK, take some time, construct it make a point so i want to see how that goes for me yeah it's i found that it it seems to be the best because you end up with a uh more polished end result um and especially if you like if something else comes up or you realize that you made a mistake or something at least you know like well it was going to take a while to get this done anyway either i can fix it or i can just skip the video entirely and move on to the next idea so i get to work on a gimmick so I'm gonna see how that goes with that regard, because I'm I'm I agree. Like polishing up the the turd sometimes looks nice, but there's there's a balance. I think you should like in an example here. I think you should release five videos a week. Three of them are stinkers. One of them's decent, and one's amazing. Mm. Because you find out sometimes that those stinker ones go very viral. Sometimes you have videos that you're like, oh, this is just a passing by thought or maybe just somebody I wanted to rant about. And it keeps your audience kind of in your headspace. It's kind of like an unofficial forum, pretty much. Yeah. Where it's like, no, oh, here's where my ideas are. And then, bam, here's the content cop, like the thing you were really wanting. Yeah. And it sets your, I think it sets your audience expectation a little better. Now, I'm yeah. not the man to be giving advice on this right now, but maybe someday. Yeah, I, like I, I actually, that's one of the issues I'm dealing with right now. Is I feel like I put I put way too much effort into the last like six videos, and I haven't put out uh, one that I was just kind of like having fun with recently enough. So I feel like a, I I mean my newsy ones, my news ones, they're they're more just me having fun with this, with stuff. But I want to just be able to just go back to doing goofing off type stuff like I used to do, just having fun with something. Um, 
and the problem is, like I said, yeah, it's just it's just me being anal about my scripts and stuff. And when you put that much work and that much thought into just a dumb YouTube video, I mean, like I I didn't feel good about the Matt's what it is video I put out or the Steejo video. Neither one was I that confident in when I uh, was doing the editing one. But the Matt's what it is video I almost just dropped entirely. The Steejo video I got tired of editing it after like day three of twenty. <laughs> something like that um but i just kept going because like you know what i don't have any other ideas right now i'm just gonna keep going with it whatever maybe people enjoy it and then for some reason those are the ones that everybody loves and then ones i really put a lot of heart and work and you know but the ones i think that were good they end up bombing that's that's the thing though i think you gotta throw more at the wall like mm-hmm. I like I'm like yeah you think those were bad and they turned out good but that's not quite what I mean I mean like put some low effort stuff out there and just see what sticks because oh, then yeah. you get the that like it's kind of like the joke thing where it's like okay well I got ten minutes of dog shit here but I was able to sift out thirty seconds that people were just like oh they clicked on the video for that yeah don't destroy your audience retention but you just try to find something in there that gets them gets their attention. No. That's just that's what I'm gonna do. I don't, I'm not saying you should do something like that. That's just no, no. I'm you're trying. you're right. That's definitely you, the the one of the best things you can do. I think is finding a way to entertain people without. Um, so like like the, the 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 most core audience have something to watch. Like I would like to be able to find a couple of low more low effort content ideas that I can put out more frequently with less time consumed. And less planning and all that. I would love to find a couple more that I could just have fun, make something small, like a few minutes long or whatever, put it out, but then spend like two or three weeks making a really, like, much more high effort content. Yeah. I mean, you have people like Nerd City who only puts out a video like every two, three months, right? Nothing in between. But I would love to be able to spend a month and a half on content, but then put out a bunch of small things in between. And right now, it's just not feasible because of the way my time works and everything. But ideally, that's how that's how it would work. Maybe maybe even one big video a month, um, with three smaller ones throughout, or or more. See, I think Fortnite and Apex Legends have kind of solidified that kind of ideology in a weird way, where it's like you're right, but at the same time, that's like like Nerd City's videos that they're top notch. It's like Apex mm-hmm. Legends release. It was like, oh my god. Yeah. But now after a while people are just like, okay. We need a refresher thing, here. Please? We need something, yeah. And it's just so weird cuz I never subscribed to the idea. And then I saw Colossal is crazy and I was like, I understand. Mhm. Come on Colossal, make a fucking video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, that's one thing that I like Tro be, Tro for. Tro is so consistent. Like, even like even if he takes a week or two off, it you you don't feel like it was that long in between his uploads normally. And his tone is always very consistent throughout the entire script. Yeah, he's got to get a little bit more energy and stuff, but it fits him so well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. That's the one place I think, and I think that, that that's the thing that sucks a little bit is that's part of the character he's built. Because if you see him like when he's with with people, 
he's way more energetic and goofing around and stuff. If he's doing a drunk live stream or something, he's gone. Like it's almost like he starts them already hungover. Oh wow! <laughs> but um, usually, like if he's hanging out with people and stuff, you see he's clearly much more high uh, energy, and it's more just that's his that's his delivery. He's trying to be like his delivery is this hoity-toity person. That's the way his personality is supposed to come across. But yeah. We're going to have to end it there. And kind of conveniently, you disconnected for a moment. But I think I can actually save it. So we'll end on that note. Gotcha. Thanks, anybody who is listening. Which I noticed we've got a, we got a couple people who are listening, which is nice. I haven't checked in a couple days. It was uh, doing good. Yeah, we got some people who are actually kind of watching and listening. I'm like, oh, cool. I like that. Sweet. 